Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Scholarship Corporation Radio Network. Heard worldwide on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Your source for college recruiting help, training advice, motivation, and more from pro athletes, coaches, celebrities, and entrepreneurs worldwide. Hey, everybody. AJ from Athletic Scholarship Corporation. Happy New Year, 2018. Back in the Beat on Air studio here in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. Sub-zero temperatures today. But I put on 10 pounds in the holiday, so I'm a little insulated, hence no tie, no button-up shirt. How was your holiday? Holiday was great. Family Christmas, plenty of gifts. So we're going to keep the last name out of this deal because we're going to talk a little bit. We're not trying to throw people under the bus. The, the, Mike is a client and his son's a client of Athletic Scholarship Corporation. Came to a combine with Josh Cribbs and I. Got a little set of eyes on him. Sent his information out. I kind of know at that point when you guys came to camp, there was probably a little bit of activity and then it fell off. You were a client of NCSA. The, other guys and you came over to got a call from me and we're, we're putting this deal together putting the pieces together but I, I don't want to give the notion that we're attacking coaches or a school we're trying to educate parents about from a perspective that you have which is unique and that's why I invited you on and I appreciate you coming is that you've coached and you have a son you, and, you're, and you've been through the process now you're helping your son through the recruiting process so you have a unique angle to be able to be forthright about as a coach, as a parent type Yeah, thing. and it's very different today than it was when I was going through this process. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably the thing parents need to know the most, mm -hmm. is when I was in school, it was my senior year after football season before any of this even started. Right. And today, it seems like this starts in the seventh grade or, or eighth grade, ninth grade. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I read somewhere a month or so ago that most D1 schools have their 90% of their uh, decisions made before the kids in the ninth grade almost. Uh, I mean there's an evaluation period or information gathering period I call it where they'll look but by NCAA rules they're not prohibited to talk to the student athlete until summer of their senior year so a lot of kids don't even know what's going on so parents go with the notion that well since the NCAA says or my high school coach tells me that the colleges can't talk to my son directly or daughter until the junior year. I don't need to worry about it till then. But the truth is, they've already evaluated information gathered. You have to build a story about your child and sell this story to a coach as to why. Because six three two eighty five, you can't teach that. He's a big kid. He's athletic. He's lean. He's got great grades. So at the end of the day, it's just going to work out for him. But it's very stressful, obviously. Um, and, and, and enjoyable at the same time, I have to say. So, I guess just to go blazing right out of the gate, what is the biggest, I don't want to say lie, but thing that you thought, I got it right, this is what I was advised, and then as you go down this path, you go, this is not even close to accurate information. Yeah, well, I thought we didn't have to worry about anything, and, to, and that all we had to do was sit back feed and, them. <laughs> just and, feed them. and just keep feeding them, and, yeah. and eventually they would all start coming knocking on the door, but that's not how it happens today. Do you think that you left it, in, and I know he goes to private school, which is an investment on your end, and a lot of parents go that route to the private thinking that, okay, I've got a stronger leverage and resources within the school to help me with this process. And not bashing coaches, it's, it, the reality is they don't have a lot of time. They don't have the contacts. 
I wouldn't depend on the high school coach to, to, to help with this process a lot. Although he, he is pivotal and key um, right. yeah. to, to what he says to these coaches when they call. That's, um, that's, that's, so, so my advice is to any kid or any parent would be to approach that coach and, and actually ask outright. If, 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 if a college coach called you. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Um, absolutely, you have to do that. And you know what, and to be honest, when I was, you know, I'm pretty public about it, when I was going through the process as a high school student athlete, I used antibiotic steroids, I did, I mean, I was, I, was, I was a bad bad apple, I mean, I just didn't behave well. I was a good football player, but I remember watching a major school come in, the head coach, talk to my coach, and through the glass, he could read his lips, and he said, kid is, head case has issues, not coachable, and I thought, I better straighten up, and so I did, my I turned around my senior year and I realized being coachable means not really being humble, but being coachable. Listen and learn and don't think that you know everything. And what you said rings so true. I say it to every client, when a college coach calls, what are they going to say? And they never say, you know, and I tell people, really analyze what is your relationship because we can do all this. You can invest all you want in this marketing and our help, but if the buck stops at the head coach's desk, because they're going to call and say, tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly about this young man or young lady. And if it's bad, it's going to cut your deals down a third at least. And, and, and another thing I've always tried to tell kids um, that I've coached through the years is that the first question any college coach is going to come in and ask is, how's his grades? Yeah, a lot of people, don't, they don't want to hear that. Um, <laughs> but they're looking at a $200,000 investment in the kid. Uh, they want to know this kid's going to be eligible to play and not going to be academically ineligible. And people don't believe that. I mean, we do shows about ACT prep, academics, NCAA compliance, and it's not sexy. Nobody wants to hear it. People shove it off. I get it. They don't watch the whole thing, but that advice is so true. And we talked late in this process. You came to the camp. You hired somebody else before you knew about us, and then you called and said, Where, what's realistic for us right now? And, and I know my answer, and I don't know word for word, but I know what I say is with his grades and his size, we're going to leverage. Even if it's a D3 or maybe a D1 that doesn't have football money left, they still can leverage academic money. And I think you're starting to see that. Even some of the schools you've been working on, it, it seems like they move faster because that's out everywhere now through the, you know, through the socket, basically. This, this whole thing began for me last summer when I had a, a person from NC, NCSA call me mm -hmm. out of the blue. Uh, apparently, um, my son had opened an account uh, on this website when he was in like the fifth or sixth grade. Because when I opened it up, there was a picture of him with this little pop Warner helmet under his arm yeah. uh, that he had, that he had done himself. Uh, this is where he started informing me of how different the process is today than it was when I went through it, mm -hmm. um, and and it got me thinking. And I absolutely did sign up. I want the best for my kid. I want yeah. my kid to have the best opportunity. So I did let them talk me into uh, uh, spending money that I probably shouldn't have because I really, all the things they promised on the phone haven't happened. Uh, all the things they said they were going to do hasn't really came through. Um, when I first called you, AJ, I think it was like a week later uh, when I opened up a little window and I saw that there were 11 D1 schools that had visited uh, my son's profile. Um, I don't know, maybe 
50 or 60 other D2, yeah, D3 D2, schools. Yeah, D2, D3 is a for him. I mean, um, it is what it is. It's grades. Well, but I, I think the thing I was most impressed with is his dream school <laughs> has always been Auburn because that's where yeah. I played coming up. Uh, he's grown up Auburn fan, made him made him, made him an Auburn fan, got him, I raised him right. Um, <laughs> but, but that's always been his dream, and when he saw Gus Malzahn's name there, and that Gus Malzahn had actually visited his profile and looked at him, he went through the roof. He was so excited. It's hard because you want to, on our end, we want to be transparent on where, where's your investment going, what's going on. The, the balancing act is let's see what happens, let's see if they call, and obviously we talked off record about that period and, and another campaign going out, but it looks like a lot of the D2, D3, it's just like a windfall of money. And a lot of people, when I speak and educate, they all say, well, there's no D3 sports money. And what I tell them is 83% of the schools out there in D3 get sanctioned and self-report themselves for giving more money to athletes than a traditional student. So like my son, you know, we have the same economic background, the same grades. My son doesn't play sports, yours does. Yours is gonna get more money. I don't care what anybody says, it happens every day. And you're seeing it firsthand, I think. They, they got some scholarships and funds and crazy we, we, stuff, right? We actually have some D3 schools right now where... No, out of pockets. <coughs> excuse me. Basically, with his grades and his test scores um, and the money that they're offering, it's, uh, it, it's an absolute free ride. So now you're faced with the decision of we've got a month and a half or so and, and see what D1s come out, what shakes out. Obviously, you have some D2, D3 options that you can you can measure. I know he's going on visits. Are you letting him go by himself? I have a few times. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, my camera guy's like, whoa, whoa. And he is, uh, he's absolutely loved it. Uh, he's been on a few overnights, um, had, had some fun with the team. I, 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 I'm very fortunate in having a son that I, I could let go anywhere at any time. And I'm not going to worry the least bit because he has always been a great kid, um, never been in any sort of trouble, um, and, and, and I don't anticipate any. Um, it's very fortunate that we're able to send him to a religious-based institution mm -hmm. um, because the things that I try to teach him at home, when he goes to school, those things are reinforced. And, um, and I think that's been a, a, a big benefit for us as a family and for him as well. I mean, he's at a great school. I, I, I've dealt with kids in all sports there for a long time, going on 13 years now. So I know the school and I know the, the structure, and, and that's always good, and that's going to be instrumental in his life later. I mean, football, he's an injury away from not playing, and that's we try to advise clients and athletes that you got to look at the school first and, and pick the school on the merit of the school as if you weren't playing sports. And, and a lot of kids don't. You know, they all want to play on the big stage, and, and, and they get it. But this is one of the things that uh, we're trying to go through now is even though he's 17, I know it's hard for a 17-year-old to imagine what they want to do for the rest of their life, but that's kind of what I'm trying to push him to do mm -hmm. is to make some, at least pick a direction of something that he would enjoy um, doing every day for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to evaluate the schools and his options based on who has the best program for, for what it is that he wants to do. What's your best advice to a parent or a student-athlete watching this and saying, you know, what's the, the three main things I should focus or what's the pixie dust, the main ingredient 
if, if you could say, hey, these are the three things you need to pay attention to, and I think you've already said it, you know, academics being one of them. Academics being one, um, strength conditioning. Uh, we've done some outside things as well. Uh, I'd like to give a pitch to uh, Adrian Clark. Okay. Yeah. Um, a Adrian was a, a shaker guy where mm -hmm. we live. Mm -hmm. uh, four years started at OSU, seven years in the NFL. He's a good guy. Uh, JC's got to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with him over the past few years. And, and, and uh, number three, I would say, would be call AJ um, this afternoon. <laughs> this afternoon. Now, I won't answer this afternoon. It's Saturday. I'm going home. Get on a treadmill. But So um, is he over at Euclid Sports Point still? Yes. Adrian? Have they redone that building yet? Um, I think they're working on it. Yeah, he's a good guy. So I, I run into a lot of quality guys across the country that, you know, parents say, well, I'm, I, I, we train at school. And I think during the season, from a culture standpoint, you have to stay with your team, especially as a captain and a leader, and, and be there with the coaches and be united. But off-season, you've got to invest in it. I mean, a lot of people don't look at this. You're, you're interviewing for one of the biggest jobs in your life. And, and until people realize and invest in the resources that can help and do the training and the nutrition. If you look at it as this is one of the biggest interviews I'm ever going to take in my life because it's $200,000, a lot of people don't take it serious. I mean, it's a sense of entitlement or, you know, if, if, you, if you build, they will come mentality. And it's the furthest from the truth. It's not how it happens. No. Absolutely. No. And, and you're, you're, you're grinding on it. I know you're, you're, you're working hard. And as a former coach and, and looking at your son, it's probably – a little more stressful, but you seem laid back about it. Um, actually, I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I'm enjoying watching him enjoy it. Uh, he's having a lot of fun with it. Um, That's good. I try my best to turn everything over to him. So when a coach calls, it's it's hey, come here. It's for you. Yeah. Um, so he has um, he has a lot of coaches. I know there was a couple of weeks there at school where he had like three or four different coaches. Yeah. Uh, from different colleges come visit him at the school. Well, that's because uh, we need to do our job again. We kind of, uh, I don't want to say got lazy, but the reality is that that window of debt period, it's like you you should do something, but your resources are better spent right after the debt period because then look, react, and that's the way it is anymore because these coaches, it, it, there's a new kid every day. And I look at kids and I'm like, I like that kid, I like that kid, I like that kid. And I find myself saying the same thing, this kid can play on Sunday. And what happens is you're so desensitized. So. We're very careful on when we put the information out and in a window where a coach can respond. And I know right out of the gate, and we talk late at night sometimes, I'm heading into dinner and we're talking, um, but there was activity like here's a, you know, we did a campaign and then you're like, oh, coaches are coming in, coaches are calling. So it's, it's nice to see that, hear that. I mean, that makes me feel great about what we do always. I, I never lost that passion, but, and now we got slow, we got the dead period and then it picks back up. When was his last visit? Then you just go on another one. Um, well, actually, actually, the next big one is going to be in January. We uh, we have a three-day road we, trip. We have a three-day excursion where he's going to actually go visit uh, five different schools in those three days. So, so you expect a decision by signing period first Wednesday of February? It's, I mean, you don't have it's to. It's really going to be up to him. Um, it's it's not my decision to make. The next four years are maybe the most important uh, four years of, of yeah. this kid's life. Um, I don't want to make this decision for him. I'd be happy to guide him, uh, and I'll give him my opinion when he when I ask. Yeah. But I, I don't want him to feel like he's going into something 
that he didn't choose and that he didn't decide on uh, and, and resent it because he was pushed one way or the other. Yeah, and a parent, as a parent, you have to be real careful about that analysis. I mean, you know you're in a position with your child that he can make that foundation building blocks and relationships with the coaches and make decisions. Not every kid can do that. You know, a, a lot of them, I, I tell student athletes, make the decision based on the school first, where you would attend, and then your relationship with the coach. Not just the facilities or the mascot chasing, you know, the big time D1s, but look at your relationship with the coach. And that's very tough to do because you get one or two days to try to assess the chemistry. And those coaches at the high level get paid millions of dollars. So they are great salespeople. Everybody gets promised everything, and then you show up, and it's a different story when you get to camp. I mean, it's, it's like the military at the end of the day. Absolutely. It is. So does he, as a parent and, and speaking for your son, do you feel like D1's the most important? Or are you really looking at some of these D3s because the education, the facility, one of them, the Steelers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's uh, one of the visits to St. Vincent. Um, <coughs> he, he's, he could actually go to school there for free. And that's what, um, what is it a year based, there? Based on his 50. grades, forty-two thousand a year, plus food, fifty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he. Um, the Steelers maintain their athletic facilities, and the Steelers practice there. So he's looking forward to seeing the facilities, and uh, and and it would be a great opportunity. It's a great school, uh, academically, it's prestigiously. It's a great school. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's part of the same Catholic order where he is now. So he gets automatically half off just for that uh, because of his ACT, SAT scores and his GPA he's eligible for another $24,000 off which is basically how that whole free uh, free ride came about it has nothing to do with athletics. So if he wasn't a football player do you think he'd get the same thing? I don't think they would be calling him. <laughs> I doubt they would be calling and, uh, and, 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 and insisting on a visit the way they have. Yeah, yeah. And here's a good thing that, you know, we have a pro division too, and um, my partner on that deal will probably love to hear it, but I think the Steelers would probably get the first look for a couple of years at least. Um, so that's a, something to consider. Great education, free. Great facility, and the Steelers are looking. But we don't want them with the Steelers. I, I don't. But I don't like the Steelers. But you, you know, every kid who plays the game wants to is, play somewhere. Wants to play in the NFL. That's their dream. Even um, if it's Cleveland. You know, the reality is, <laughs> the, the reality is about one percent of your high school players actually play college football, and I think it's less than one percent of those college players actually make it to the NFL. Yeah. It's, so so. Realistically, it's great to have that dream. Mm -hmm. Realistically, you have to have a backup plan if it don't work because odds are it's not going to. Yeah, I've had so many kids that are promising. I've had them as large as six, seven, three hundred pounds playing tight end in high school and go to major college and blow their knee out and, and it's just never the same and it doesn't work out and it's sad because you know they didn't plan. They didn't look at this. They, they thought everything and, and we were we were 20 once, and we thought everything was going to, this is how it's going to be, and we're invincible, right? And then reality hits you in the face, and, and you're not prepared because most of the guys drop out of school. Well, I went to high school in Alabama. I had a sports writer with the Birmingham News that uh, nicknamed me Monday Night Mike in the, <laughs> in the high school forums. Um, absolutely, I he started writing about my NFL career when I was in the ninth grade. So you were... Um, uh, absolutely, got to college. Um, 
one accident, one punt return in practice um, ended it all. Yeah, so you could speak firsthand on that. So Alabama, there's a stop there. We talked about that. That's where I gained 10 pounds. I blame it on Alabama. Football is king in Alabama. We, uh, mother-in-law, father-in-law, great people, sat there, had cigars, wine, junk food all day. So now I'm not even, I don't even fit my shirt. It's going to take a few, a few months now. But beautiful area, uh, strong, rich in football. Worked with a lot of kids in GW right there in, in Birmingham and yeah. a lot of different different schools. And I really have two words to say about it. And that's uh, War Eagle. <laughs> no. So you're not are you, you're not rolling for for time? Um, Can't the actually national championship game has no interest for me whatsoever. I've been watching. They are two of the least favorite teams of mine. I hope they play. Six quarters end in a tie. <laughs> um, doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. I. Uh, it's we beat a, them both. It, it's such a big business anymore, and every year, I mean, it gets. I'm I'm knee deep in it, so I see the business end of it, and kids get promised things, and you know, one thing I tell parents, and they don't believe me every time I say it, is these coaches are not going to come to you or your your son or daughter and say just really not that good, not a good fit for us. They always embrace you and coddle you and say, really promising, we'll see if we have an opportunity for them. We'll keep you on our radar. Or and all it is is a walking brochure for you to feel like you have a relationship with them and then maybe you'll walk on. Or worst case, you'll go get a huge loan and go attend the school, try out for the team. And I just never hear coaches say, you're better off looking somewhere else. It just doesn't come out of their mouth. And I get it because they're, a, they're campaigning for the school. It's all about enrollment. It's a billion-dollar business, and people don't look at it as a business, and it is. It's a big business. And, and any kid that has the opportunity to get their degree without hundreds of thousand dollars of debt mm -hmm. needs to take advantage of that opportunity. A lot of kids, they will go borrow just to try to play, and then they get there. And I get a call from the parent, and they say, you know what, I've just my, my kid doesn't get along with the coach. He's not being treated right. And it's like, you know what, nobody owes you anything. I hate to tell you that, but nobody owes you anything but an opportunity. You made the decision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And all you're going to get is an opportunity. Um, you, you know, and, and your son being a high GPA kid, I think he can filter through that. And I think they approach some of the kids differently, you know, depending on what school. I mean, especially the Ivy League schools. I did look at the report this morning. I see a litter of those. And I'm going, you know, do you go there? And... I've had some kids go to Princeton, Cornell. Um, and he likes Miami of Ohio, too. It's a great school. Rich in tradition, great education. Only thing bad that came out of there is Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> in case my wife's listening right now. I, she knows I hate the Steelers, but they're in. We're not. We're having a parade today for the, for the Browns. Perfect season. 0-16. and 16. So how do you keep your job is the question of the day going off off path for a moment, video expert. How do you how do you keep your job when you go and what what did you do? One in thirty something crazy. One in thirty six. How in the heck do you keep your job? I I wish I knew. I I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> I want that job. <laughs> yeah, I really right. do. I, I mean, it's breeding a culture of, of failure, and it is what it is. So is he visiting Miami? Wow. Yes, sorry, yes. He likes it. Yeah, he liked it. Um. 
you know, going to the Browns, I just want to say it. Maybe the maybe the biggest mistake I moved there in 1995. Maybe the biggest mistake I made after moving here was becoming a Browns fan. Um, it's it's hard every year. They just rip your guts out, don't they? Yeah, and you know, I just they keep pulling you back, and they don't care because StubHub buys all the empty seats that you see, so they're sold out even when you don't think they are. But I remember last year, my wife and I were looking to take the kids to. A game and it was the Ravens I believe at home and it was December cold and they had um, dog pound seats for $25 a piece front row and I thought, wow I've never seen that in my lifetime you used to have to fight to get into the dog pound and it was you know thousand dollars a seat 250 at least in the 80s back when when they were relevant I guess but well, that I'll, was I'll, I'll make a confession because I've had people this season Offer me free tickets, and I was like, "And you didn't go? <laughs> That's okay." No, it's a uh, not a not a good deal. You know, one of those things is expectation. As a, as a coach, um, one of the things I always tried to do was make my kids believe they could walk on water. Um, set the expectations for a championship team. Mm -hmm. um, have have those expectations. They have to buy into it. They have to believe it. And when they get the field, they have to know they're without a doubt they're better than whatever team they're stepping on the field with. And, and, and that's something that's that hasn't happened with the Browns yet. Private versus, Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. The private versus public, what's your advice on, you know? The, I, I have mixed emotions. There are a lot of advantages. Every to, month uh, when you get the bill. To, there are a lot of advantages <laughs> to private schools. Uh, I think the quality of education that, that my son's got is um, beyond reproach. Mm. Um, the, as I said earlier, the things I try to teach them at home, being reinforced at school, I, I feel like is a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, at the same time, we went into a football school, and there were kids in front of him that were juniors and seniors. Where they play them first. It's not on talent; it's on seniority. Some of those kids are at Ball State. It was it was talent and seniority. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some some a lot of those kids are Toledo. Uh, Ball State. Uh, I'm trying to think of where all they went to school, but but West that Virginia, somebody but, in the but NFL. That, but that offensive line that he stepped into, mm -hmm. uh, they all went to somewhere, and they're still playing ball today. Um, so he ended up having to wait a couple of years mm -hmm. before he got his opportunity to to play. Whereas if we'd have stayed in a public school, he, he would have been a four-year starter without a doubt. That's hard for people to, to digest because I think he's going to be more prepped for reality because when you get to college, a lot of kids pick a school thinking, I'm going to play right away because that's what Coach told me. And then you get there and you're getting redshirted or you're sitting. Um, you know, and I think that's a good word of advice indirectly is that you know, you've got to wait and go through that, trust the process. And most people today don't. They, they just hop schools. We live in a microwave society, don't we? Oh, Everything's yeah. instant it's gratification. And it doesn't work that way. And watching these kids today, verbal commits, decommits, I mean, he's doing it the right way. He's just enjoying the process, not getting stressed out, and doing his visits and just absorbing it all. And then you'll sit at the table, right, as a family and say, hey, this is, this is what's going on. What do you think? And really talk about it. And parents need to be involved in that process. You know, the school he goes to has a, uh, a, a five-day retreat for the juniors in their school. Um, it's a it's a religious, self-reflective, five-day period mm -hmm. that every junior goes through that goes to school here. 
the seniors lead it. Um, and I was very proud that he volunteered to be one of the leaders mm -hmm. for this for this retreat that, that they'll be going on in a few months. And actually, this morning he was up at six o'clock, uh, out the door, um, and they're preparing for uh, for this retreat. Um, so that that's his that was his time, his free time. He could be playing Xbox. He could be uh, <laughs> eating Cheetos. Um, you know, but but he chose to spend that time to uh, to give that time back to others because last year when he was a junior, this retreat really meant a lot to him. That's good that he does that, and that speaks on character, which a lot of people you can't measure heart, you can measure character, and a lot of coaches that's why they call the high school coach because they want to know what's the relationship, what's the character. Because I'm and not only am I married to the student athlete, indirectly they're recruiting the parent because they're kind of married to you because you're going to be there on campus. You know, at some level, it doesn't mean you're going to be in the stands screaming. Obviously, you're laid back. Um, you haven't called and yelled at me yet. So, I, <laughs> and so I, I think you know, in, in closing, you know, you just got to kind of ride the process, be calm and trust in it. And I'm sure you invested before we talked, before you even came to our camp with Josh and I. Um, I'm sure you invested a lot of money. You know, training and, and uh, between football, wrestling, baseball, mm. um, it, it's not a. Uh, I mean, it's a commitment that you make as a parent to your to your child. Um, it's not something that I pushed. I, I have a, another one that's two years younger um, that wrestles. Mm -hmm. Didn't want to play football. Um, that's great. I didn't make him play football. Mm -hmm. I, I never make never made either one of them do anything they didn't want to do. Um, and the key to them wanting to do that is it has to be fun. Yeah. If it's not fun for the kid, it's, it's they're not going to want to do it. So so parents yelling and screaming on the sidelines, yeah. no. um, you know, berating their kids because they didn't perform up to their parents' standards, or you know, a, a, as a youth coach at times, I've had to go get on to parents and explain to them that that you're doing my job. If your son needs to be gotten onto, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to support him yeah. um, and, and cheer for him and no matter what, what how it goes or win, lose or draw, yeah. you know, be there for him. I've seen parents push, push, push and I've seen, you know, we had a contract up at Maslin, Washington for years, a historic school and you see parents that are just, you know, they're born with a football and the culture is just grind, 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 yell, yell, yell and then they wonder why their kid crashes and burns their senior year and says, you know what, I don't even want to play anymore they hit burnout so you just I think as a parent and even as former players and, and coaches and looking at kids play just let them enjoy it and, and great if they make it great if they don't who cares it doesn't define who they are Absolutely. it's just a, it's just an ancillary process it's a way to get your education paid for and that's what it's all about especially with my organization it's about get the money doesn't matter what level you play you're gonna make that decision not us not you the coaches and the player are gonna make that decision at the end of the day so it's all about getting the money, and you know I'm I'm honored, obviously, to be a part of that with you guys. We um, appreciate everything that you've done. I you know I wish we were earlier, but it doesn't mean that this isn't going to work out by any means. If you want the best for your child, and you want the best opportunities available, call this guy. Go to the website athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Uh, look yeah. look it up. Sign up. And um, I appreciate. It. Obviously, you're not a paid spokesperson on that. Fun stuff. You Not getting paid penny. Yeah, I, we don't. We, I think I said once on the radio when we first started, we're too broke to do that. But um, 
So I do appreciate it. Um, our site, athleticscholarshipcorp.com or by phone 800-260-8434. Right on the site, you will see a bar where you can book an appointment, speak with one of my teammates, um, and we'll get you set up and, and get the grades right. I mean, that's obviously being 6'3", 285 helps tremendously. Being athletic helps tremendously, but grades are, anytime I run into somebody with good grades, I go, this is gonna work out at the end. You're gonna get a return on your investment because we're gonna just basically force those schools to sharpen their pencil. They know it's a competitive market. It's the first question any college coach is gonna ask, and you've got to get that across to your kid. When they walk in and talk to this high school coach, the first question is gonna be, how is, how is his grades? When did you register for the NCAA eligibility? Do you remember that? that uh, we actually did that last summer. Uh, after talking to the NCSA, so they helped you with one something twenty eight hundred dollars. They helped you with something. Something else I had no idea about. So it, it worked out somehow. I mean, would they, didn't they ding you for about twenty eight hundred? Um, maybe. I, I'm something. not. I'm not sure how much it was, but it was not cheap. It was. <laughs> it was. It was in the four figures. I'll put it that way. Wow. But you know, at the end of the day, it's going to work out for them. They're going to pay for school. We know that already. So the rest is gravy. It's just a matter of what level and and you know how it works out and. We're going to continue work Monday. We're back in, and I promise you we will light it up again. We'll get that traffic going again. I'm excited. And Looking I, forward to it. I appreciate you treading out from the beautiful east side in the cold. And it is cold today. I'm ready to go back to Shaker. I'm a Cleveland Heights guy. I think I'm ready to go back. I'm in Seoul, and I don't like it too much. I like Cleveland Heights Shaker. You like taxes, huh? That's why I left. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Couldn't swing it. And then you send your kid to private school, and it just... You might probably get back to work about now, don't you? We're talking about a little. Bit. I actually have to work two jobs, so. <laughs> I appreciate it. We will keep working hard. I appreciate you coming out and, and invest a little bit of time and sharing your story. It's important because I really want parents to know the truth and not feel like we're selling them a bag of goods. And we're all about education, a little bit of entertainment, but we, we want the best for these guys and these girls. And a lot of parents just, they just don't know. They don't know what they don't know. I was amazed at that combine where where uh, all these kids came from, and I, you know, we went to this combine. It's an ice storm. It, yeah, it, it was. Us. It we was, lost like 120 kids. Oh, but there were but there were kids from foreign countries there. New Zealand. Um, there were from there was a we talked to a family from California, a couple from Florida, and I'm looking at them saying, "Man, if this wasn't in Maslin, yeah, we wouldn't probably be here." Um, so it was a it was a great opportunity the for the facility was what brought you, huh? Not Josh Cribs. Um, actually, it was Josh on the radio that talked me into signing up. I um yeah we did a couple segments with Triv and Cooley House and the great people. But the thing that was cool was the NCAA's rules now that don't allow coaches to come to non-sanctioned events. So if the combine and this is the best advice about combines, I'm sure you've been through the circuit. If it's not being broadcasted or sent directly to colleges, don't go. I mean, you got to have camera crews. You got to be wired and ready to go. But a lot of parents send them to these different satellites and Adidas and Rivals and try to get rated. And I, and I see it and I get it. They want to get rated. I think it's more for the skill guys, the speed guys. But your best serve going to camps at a college campus. The problem is you only get to get looked at by that one in most cases, unless it's Ohio State. They put a great one on. It's about 25 schools there. But um, our camp. The weather kind of hindered us. It was absolutely, you remember, it was an ice storm. You couldn't drive in there, you couldn't walk, and we got all this equipment, camera guys coming in, and we're trying to digitally broadcast that. So we have an app that coaches can watch it live, and they're not there, so they're not breaching NCAA rules. 
Um, and, I, and I know you got some traction, some things were going on right after that, and then it went because we, we worked on it like 30 days. I think our, our deal was if you come to the camp, our team will do the marketing for that part of that ticket, which nobody else does. Right. Um, but it was cool. I remember him because he, he said, yeah, I'm a, you know, where he went to school. And I, I said, yeah, I worked with a lot of guys there. And he looked good. He looked good. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Eats right. You can tell. I mean, all those things. So, um, you know, the eye test is very important. So he's a really good kid. I'm proud of him as uh, as my son. Hopefully, we'll get him uh, on the on the pro side one day. Not to stretch too far, but we'll we'll work on this first step. That would be his dream. Yeah, it was mine too. But here I sit and we're, we're talking. I, I love what I do. I can't complain. Um, life's good, and I appreciate it. Well, he's 17, so maybe he'll grow another three or four inches and uh, put on another hundred pounds. Even he's going to be he's going to be 385. Six six, NFL. That's a big food bill. I have a big food bill, but I eat cheap. I like cookies and fries, not protein like I should. But all right, we're we are uh, finito, I guess. I appreciate you coming. Absolutely appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Scholarship Corporation Radio Network, heard worldwide on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more college recruiting help, training advice, motivation, and more from pro athletes, coaches, celebrities, and entrepreneurs worldwide.